know, when I first heard about Ronald Green, it was watching a new story with his mother. And this is his mother. Her name is Mona Hardin. And she was coming to the realization that the police lied to her about how Ronald Green, her son, died. They tried to hype it all up as a car crash, but video footage was released and it was clear he was beaten to death by these cops in Louisiana. And she's been fighting to get justice ever since. I mean, that's a terrible thing for anybody. It's bad enough you lost your son and then it was a big cover-up and lie and she never got to the truth for quite some time. So five Louisiana officers charged after the deadly arrest of unarmed black man in 2019 and he they should have just left Ronald Green alone. It is just one more case where they stopped a black man and then went overboard. So his case is before the grand jury. So this happened to Ronald Green more than three years ago. By the time I heard about Ronald Green, I think two years had already passed. So you, you can always tell when they know they're wrong, it takes a while for the story to even make the news. If they feel like they're justified, oh, it'll come out right away. So more than three years after her son, Ronald Green, unarmed black man died in police custody. Mona Hardin said she still struggles to talk about him in the past tense. But now her family is one step closer to getting justice after a grand jury charged five law enforcement officers Thursday for the death of Ronald Green. Now, really, it was six. One of them, they said, committed suicide. So she said, Ronnie has been with us. I felt my son, I felt his presence. I felt him today, Hardin said, in an interview with ABC affiliate WBRZ TV after the indictments were announced. Those implicated in the grand jury's decision are, remember these were state troopers. So trooper John Clary, Dakota, DeMoss, and Corey York, Union Parish Deputy, Chris, uh, Chris Harpin, and former Trooper Commander John Peters. So those are the five that were indicted. Wow. So York faces one charge of negligent homicide and 10 counts of malfeasance. Harpin faces three counts of malfeasance, while Clary faces one count of malfeasance and one count of obstruction of justice. Both DeMoss and Peters face 
one count of obstruction of justice. All of them cops on one black man. That looks very cowardly. Very cowardly. So York's attorney declined ABC News' request for comment. Attorneys representing the other officers did not immediately respond to a request for comment. So Green died in May of 2019. I don't think I've heard about Donald, I'm sorry, Ronald Green until 2021. You know, um, over two years had passed before it even made it real big nationwide in the media. So after a struggle with Louisiana State Police officers following a high-speed chase near Monroe, where Green failed to stop for a traffic violation, the initial police report said Green died due to a car crash. Yes, they tried to pull that for quite some time until the body cam footage was released. But in May 2021, two years after Green's death, Louisiana State Police released hours of body camera video, and it was violent. I remember watching it. I could hardly watch it. So Green and police, so it showed them in the video. They were punching him. They were using a stun gun on him after he crashed his car following a pursuit in northern Louisiana on May 10th, 2019. So an autopsy report by the Union Parish Coroner Office followed. So what they said, his injury was caused by, yeah, he crashed, but it was a lot of blunt force that he endured to his head, neck, and torso following his crash. So the cause of death was listed as cocaine-induced agitated delirium. That's, that's what they put on his death certificate. So uh, complicated by a motor vehicle collision, physical struggle, inflicted head injury, and restraint. So Green's family especially his mother, was not buying it. She was not buying that was the cause of his death. So she kept right on pursuing it, just like a parent should. So Green's family filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the troopers involved in the incident, as well as their supervisors. And I blame them because they were all in on the line. So the Louisiana State Police launched an investigation into the case in August of 2020, resulting in the firing of one officer and the suspension of another. A third was reprimanded for his involvement in the incident. And then the FBI and Justice Department Civil Rights Division, they got involved in the investigation. So after the indictments this past 
Thursday, Louisiana State Police said troopers worked in Clary. The only officers still working, wow, they are responsible for killing Ronald Green and they are still working? Wow, we're placed on administrative leave, so we know that's vacation. In other words, they were placed on vacation, pending the outcome of a criminal investigation. Today's indictment followed a thorough and extensive investigation by the state and federal agencies. Colonel Lamar Davis said in a statement, any instance of excessive force jeopardizes public safety and is a danger to our community. These actions are inexcusable and have no place in professional public safety services. Well, it has a place in policing all across America. The problem is y'all are fully aware that your police departments have been infiltrated and you will occasionally talk about it, but you have never, ever done anything about it. So when you make these kind of statements about there's no place for this and no place for that, well, apparently there's been a place for it for centuries. And nobody have lifted a finger to do anything about it. And unfortunately, there'll be more Ronald Greens that are out here being killed. And then the whole thing is covered up. Now, dog, can you imagine how many of these cases where a black man was killed by police, they made up some lie and they bought it? and the families never got down to the real truth about what happened, I bet you there are many, many cases like that. But in the case of Ronald Green, they were fortunate enough to be able to get a body cam footage of the incident to rule out that it was just simply a car crash that did all of this to them. But they, had a good time eating on this man. They really did. They act like they were having fun. They were dragging him and everything. I remember watching it. I, like I said, I could hardly watch it. I saw it last year in 2021 for the first time. And it was hard to watch. It was really hard. It was right up there with George Floyd. But Y'all, please tell me what you think about this video. Please leave your comment and subscribe. Don't forget to hit on the notification bell. And I'll see you on the next video. Peace.
You already know who Kyrie Irving is, but this is Destiny Thompson. And she is a college student and she was struggling financially. So she put up a GoFundMe page with a goal of $6,000. Kyrie Irving saw her GoFundMe and donated $22,000 to her. And it damn near left her speechless. I'm gonna let you just listen to what she says about it in this video. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I think that is such a phenomenal gesture. And you can tell she was deeply touched by this whole thing. Just looking at that video, I'm so happy for her. I'm happy that she got the money and maybe it can put her at ease, at least for a little while. But we can all understand why Destiny is struggling. She worked for Walmart. Need I say more? So Kyrie Irving, they said it's very often that he will do these sort of things. And it's really nice because there's a lot of people with money and they don't do these sort of things at all. So Destiny Thompson, a sophomore, civil engineer, that's a pretty good major. She started a GoFundMe page because financially, she was having a hard time. So her original goal was for $6,000. So just two days after her GoFundMe went live, Irving, that's when he found her and gave her $22,000. I mean, just doing that for a total stranger. So in a video that she posted to Facebook, that's what you just watched, Thompson expressed her disbelief at Irving's tremendous gesture while working a shift at Walmart. So by the way, she is a Howard student, okay? So I want to say thank you a thousand times for blessing me like this, Mr. Irving, she said. I really don't know. I'm in shock still. I'm at work wiping down registers. I cried just a lot of tears. I'm at work, y'all. I don't understand. Like, I can't really wrap my head around how, like, generous people can be. Yeah. 
as they can. Many can be. I am so thankful for everybody that shared it, everybody that had liked, commented, and gave me encouraging words and just kind of helped me keep going. And essentially, I am just so, so happy and I'm so thankful. I never thought in a million years that anyone would give me anything. And I'm so super grateful. So at the time that she posted the video, Destiny Thompson had $23,400 donated to her. And wow, it looks like she's going to be able to continue her studies at Howard University, thanks to Kyrie Irving's generous donations. So, ladies and gentlemen, you know, despite the backlash he may have gotten over the last several weeks, he has proven to be a very generous person. This got to be probably the third or fourth video that I've done on his generous donations. And who knew all of this publicity was going to blow up just from him posting the link to Hebrews to Negroes, Wake Up Black America. So now every time he does something like this, it's always in the spotlight. You know, the people that thought they were going to do damage to him, actually it's turning into a lot of good at the end of the day. So this is great, you know, this is an awesome thing that he's done on top of the other donations. And, you know, I know he didn't give me the donation, but thank you. Thank you for giving Destiny Thompson, a struggling Howard University student, an opportunity to finish her education. And that's a wonderful thing, y'all. Please tell me what you think about this video. Please leave your comment and subscribe. Don't forget to hit on the notification bell, and I'll see you on the next video. Peace. Family. The CIA is getting involved, and now there are people in the intelligence community that say this is the beginning of what shows you that the USA is entering into a new theater of war. The CIA is beginning to speak out on engagements of international militaries, and we know that this has always happened prior to U.S. advancements in wartime footing. The CIA director says that China has been paying close attention to Russia's military performance. The director, Bill Burns, telling news outlets that no other foreign leader has paid more careful attention to that war and Russia's military performance than China has. The director says that there are some limits to the Chinese-Russian partnership, at least in terms of China's reluctance to supply the kinds of military equipment that Russia has asked for in its conflict with Ukraine. He says a few weeks prior 
to uh, Russia launching the invasion on Ukraine when China's president and Vladimir Putin met at the Olympics. They were proclaiming a friendship without limitations. In short, the intelligence community is suggesting that China is dry running a war against America using Russia and Ukraine as proxies to see how much of the American and NATO arms movement can be depleted and how many financial and physical resources can be used up by NATO and the USA, how much that they are prepared to give up to Ukraine so that when China acts on Taiwan, it will be prepared to handle what is left of the so-called Indo-Pacific unity or partnership. Strategists say that during a delegate meeting in the Belarusian capital in less than 24 hours from right now, the Russian president will work to pressure the Belarusian leadership to agree to deploy troops in Ukraine. Putin's visit to this region could indicate that the Russian leadership is trying to set conditions, a renewed offensive against Ukraine, possibly against the northern region in winter of next year. At the same time, American analysts recall their previous assessments that the likelihood of a second Russian invasion is possible at this time. Belarusian forces remain extremely unlikely uh, to invade, says some strategists. They say that this will only happen with a Russian strike force, and maybe Putin is there to offer such a strike force. It's far from clear, they say, that Lukashenko will commit forces to fight in Ukraine unless it's with Russian troops. There's still no indications that Russian forces are forming a strike force in Belarus. <clears throat> at the same time, American experts say that the meeting between these two leaders will at least contribute to a separate <coughs> Russian psychological warfare campaign, or PSYOP, one that is aimed at breaking Ukraine's will to resist and breaking the United States of America's uh, willingness to give further arms and money to Ukraine. They say that the Institute for the Study of War assesses that a conclusion is inaccurate and that Ukraine stands a good chance of regaining considerable critical terrain in the coming months. And that's going to set Putin off and Russia might, uh, you know, lay waste to major areas. Major General Kamalchub, the, uh, or Kamalchub, the head of the Southern Operational Command, is warning the people of Europe today through international channels that Poland and other European countries must be prepared for Ukraine to be attacked from the north. <clears throat> this individual says that Ukraine's forces need more military support to be ready to combat Russia. The heaviest fighting, he warns, is still ahead. We are considering an offensive from Belarus at the end of February, maybe, uh, maybe later, says the Major General. It will no longer be the uh, simply walk-in that they experienced before. The uh, comments and warnings echo previous reports by Ukrainian leadership. Russia sent in 12,000 mobilized troops to Belarus as of November 25th, according to a Ukrainian military doctrine uh, or uh, document. Russia deployed military equipment, supersonic aircraft, and you are starting to see the buildup, that strike force that the previous uh, directors warned about. Economists warn that as of today, several metric points in the USA point towards a recession. Some people counter that, and they say that if everyone knows a recession is coming, they must be wrong. Perhaps a higher probability is that people aren't wrong, 
these economists say about the recession, but we're wrong about what type of recession it is. And just today, there was news coming out showing uh, different uh, people in the economic realm warning that when you look back in history, you'll have said that 2022 in its entirety was a recession for the American people. Be prepared for U.S. housing prices to drop even further, for unemployment to spike up even higher, and for a recession to set in even deeper. This isn't coming to you from some news analyst who just wants to get views on Fox or CNN. This is coming to you from a Harvard economics, uh, economics professor. These are the people that we send individuals to school to learn about how to rig the stock market, how to make billionaires out of millionaires. These are the people who know what's coming. He says that a recession will set in deep. The Economist issued a dire outlook just 72 hours prior to the Federal Reserve's uh, upcoming movements, saying that uh, interest rates are going to stay higher. They'll pull down asset pricing, sparking job loss, and shrinking the economy. The Fed is nowhere near having conquered inflation, he says. It's going to be hard to avoid a recession. Inflation soared to a 40-year high in June. They're saying it's coming down, but are you noticing it? Many people in our community are saying that things are just getting tighter and tighter. It's going to be a, uh, you know, a, a cat chasing the tail, a dog chasing the tail kind of economy for the next couple of years. You're going to see slight gains in one area, and then it's going to look like the whole uh, thing comes full circle again with higher prices. Uh, your money meaning uh, less at the purchasing point. Your electricity bill going up, your rent going up, your electricity going up. So we're starting to see this uh, dog chase the tail activity. Higher rates, they say, will temper inflation. It will encourage savings, but it will make borrowing more expensive. It will also sap economic growth. It will increase employment. It will discourage spending, investing, and hiring. He predicts elevated levels throughout the entire year 2023, as the Fed won't be able to cut them back. A lot of sectors in the labor market are still red hot, he says. The wage growth is still coming in the future months. It's going to push up prices. And it's hard to see how you turn that around, how you turn that dynamic around without having unemployment go up quite a bit. Do you have an unemployment uh, plan? I know Kelly and I are trying to. We've talked to you about the hot dog cart. We've talked to you about our photography business. We've talked to you about uh, cutting down all uh, non-essential goods. Uh, you know, making sure that everything that you need to have is paid off. We've even made plans that if you don't have a vehicle, what do you do? Uh, you know, do you have uh, critical areas that you can get delivered from? Do you have a bicycle? Uh, are you getting in shape now to make that a daily operational uh, plan? So we're making those plans right now because not a one of us is safe. You might be in a position where you think everything is paid for. You think you're in the greatest position in the world. And then something happens and throws that awry. So just be ready, guys, because we need to be prepared for what comes next. The former chief economist of the International Monetary Fund says that it took more than a decade of rock-bottom interest rates boosting up the prices of stocks, homes, Bitcoin, art, and assets. Now that rates are higher, mortgage costs are soaring, and home prices are going to drop through the bottom. The adjustments to come in the housing market are going to be unlike anything we have ever seen before, they say. Prices are going to come down. And that's going to make it so that people who still have money, those who still have a job, can afford to buy a house. Greece is preparing to give 
S-300s to Ukraine. It says all it needs to do that is Patriot missile systems from the USA. Iran's nuclear chief uh, is warning that uranium enrichment is more than doubling. Israel is saying that if these claims are true, Israel will not wait for America and it will act and take out the Iranian nuclear uh, weapon plan. Early 2021, the Islamic Republic began enriching uranium. Soon after, it went up multiple percentage points to 60%, just a short skip and a jump away from enriched material enough to make a nuclear bomb. Estimates say that Iran can or already has one. Claims, however, are refuted. They say only a fraction of Iran's electricity is, uh, is produced by uh, nuclear material, and instead they are using all of the material that they get for a nuclear weapon. Jordan, the country, is banning TikTok. It's blaming the app for inciting violence and disorder. The King of Jordan has a real problem on his hands right now. If you're watching the video of the protest like I am, the people getting shot in the streets like I am, you would envision a little bit more about what the future of America has in store. The USA is not in a position to screw around and find out. That's the message that they are sending uh, to Russia with the US State Department, uh, deputy spokesperson, telling news outlets that for the U.S., the only provocative measures that have been taken by the USA over the course of the entire Russian conflict have been made by Russia. It is not, nor has it ever been a war with Russia, they say. The U.S. is responding to Russian threats over the Patriot missile system deployment to Ukraine, saying that Russia is single-handedly responsible for provocations in Ukraine. The Russian threat of unpredictable consequences should be one that makes U.S. lawmakers take an ear. Officials say that the nation of Ukraine needs to be ready for missile barrages, even worse than the ones that they have experienced in the last couple of days after the mayor of Kyiv says that the capital withstood one of the largest, most disastrous missile attacks since the beginning of this war, almost 10 months ago. They also said in a television interview that three districts in the city were hit by missiles because of the attack. Several energy production facilities, water interruptions, and they're starting to see heat problems. The northern, southern, and central regions took the largest attacks. Where this is possible, he says, maintenance crews are already assessing the damage. They're beginning emergency repair work. Now, I want you to turn this around to survival and preparedness. I want you to listen to what comes next. The mayor says the lack of electricity is manageable. We have candles, he says, we have food. But the water is a different case. You have to shower, you have to do your laundry, and you have to be able to have tea and have a drink. Now, listen to this. This is a country at war. And what are they telling their people is the most important part of what they're losing? water. Do you have enough water and enough ways to fill it? Do you have, uh, filter it? Do you have enough access to water where you're at? If you say I have a well pump, do you know how easily that can be damaged? What's your secondary? What's your backup? Do you have pools and can you distill water or have the ability to uh, you know, heavily dechlorinate that water? Do you have uh, solar stills that you can set up knowing that the amount of stills you need just to get a day's drinking water is never economic. Uh, it's never uh, in the economics of it. So what's your plan? What's your backup? Because here's a country at war right now 
and they're suffering because of misjudged planning. America's government will not be here for you. Canada's government will not be there for you. The UK's government will not be there for you. If you're a friend in Australia, the Australian government will not be there for you. It will no longer be a day when they come to your aid. Instead, you will be suffering all alone. So they say they're managing. Without, uh, with an automatic water pump shut off a few blocks away because of outages, residents are lining up to use a manual pump. They're carrying large plastic judge, uh, jugs, which then they have to carry home. Natalia is 40. She's a social worker. She says that at the beginning of work at 7.30 a.m., she distributes food, medicine, and water to elderly residents. One of her clients is a 76-year-old woman with a disability. She lives high up, the fourth floor of a building. She can't get up and down the stairs. So you here we have a person with a mobility issue, but here we have a person caring for them. What happens when this 40-year-old social worker, Natalia, gets hurt in the conflict? What happens to the water, the food, and the medicine being brought to her 76-year-old client? We need to care for those around us. So Natalia brings up large aluminum jugs uh, with her to the pump at 3 p.m. She then delivers them before returning to the pump again for her last elderly client. Bova Shtonda, 20 years old, accompanied by, accompanied by his mother, Oksana, 41 years old, his brother, Dina, or Dina, 10 years old. They're each at the manual water pump. They're carrying five plastic bottles in addition to the 10 liters that he could fit into his backpack. That's a feat. What size is that backpack? Maybe they got the leaders off. His father is off fighting in the besieged regions of the country. It is not as scary as when your city is being bombed, the mother says. Uh, or excuse me, the, the older brother says, craning his neck to see the long line in front of him. I'm concerned, but I'm trying to keep my hopes up. The Ukrainian president claims that Russia has enough missiles for several more massive attacks and it's in the process of procuring more if NATO and the USA don't do anything to halt Iranian shipments. No matter what the missile worshippers from Moscow are hoping for, Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, stresses, it won't change the balance of this war. The CIA director says that Russians not serious about, uh, the Russians are not serious about a real negotiation. He says in an interview that the agency doesn't see any seriousness on part of the Russians. So guys, things are continuing to heat up there. I hope you're getting ready here at home. A couple of questions. The first question comes to us from a user that goes by the username here on YouTube. Uh, let's get to it here as, boy, we had a lot of stories. Hard Knox, HRD Knox 2000. I've been preparing for a nuclear war for decades. I feel pretty well set, Hard Knox says but I can't afford to prep anymore. My wife and I are in our mid forties. We have two young children. It says, yes, we started light, but I wasn't going to start a family if I didn't have the means to protect them from the nuclear war that God told me to uh, prepare for. And it took a long time to find a woman who would at a minimum allow me to do that. Now I feel that we need more of the basics. We need wheat, beans, rice, lentils, but between my wife and I, we're barely making it these days. What can I do to get more food, etc., when we're already stretched so thin? <clears throat> Beryl Beast says, my advice as a father 
is that they are never too young for work. Start cleaning and clearing neighbors' yards for extra cash while installing work ethics. He says, I hope this helps. I think Hard Knox's children are a little bit younger, but I agree with the sentiment. John Walter says, feel confident that you are prepared. I'm so over-prepared for most other adverse events. If you have uh, that, you are already a, for a fortunate person. All I can say is a little here and there, and you will be okay. If you have that, you are ready for anything. Attitude of surviving is your biggest asset. God bless, bro. So what else can you do? Well, rice, very cheap. Canned food, mostly inexpensive. Uh, if you're really scraping by, there are food assistance programs. Um, start a garden. The one tomato you grow is one less you have to buy. The uh, cucumbers that you grow are less than you have to buy. Uh, you can pickle, you can can food, <clears throat> you can go hunting, you can go fishing, you can dry that meat, uh, you know, cook it, you can can it, you can put it away. Uh, you can learn wild edibles, you can start collecting that. Uh, you can get in groups that do large meal preps. And so it's very inexpensive. You're talking cents per meal when you get into very large groups that do meal preps. Uh, there's so many different things you can do, but I, I want to stress something to somebody because like this individual said, they worked very hard to prepare for a nuclear event. And here they feel like they, they have some missing parts of their preparedness in the pantry. So please get your pantries filled up. That's, that's the most important in my opinion, water, food, medicine, and then biological threats, nuclear threats, uh, local unrest. Remember that you, you have to uh, account for all of them. There's so many overlapping things, but get your pantry filled up guys. Cause these next couple of months are going to be tricky from my family to yours. Please stay safe and keep watch. This week's full spectrum news is brought to us by you, all of our members on Patreon. <clears throat> Don't forget we put out new headlines, new breaking news, new information that you need to be prepared for every day here on YouTube. Subscribe to us here, Full Spectrum Survival. Click the thumbs up button. Please do that for me today. Leave one comment and then one reply to someone else's comment. Watch out for scammers. Yesterday, huge amounts of scammers. It was absolutely ridiculous. There were just so many people. There were so many people scamming, coming into the comments, saying something about Wi-Fi or Delphi or something like that. Don't believe any scammers. If you see a comment from me and it's telling you I want to contact you, that's absolutely untrue. You've got my email. You'll know when you email me and then I'll email you back. That's how you'll know you get a contact from me. I will never ask anyone for their text message, for their uh, WhatsApp, for anything. I will never suggest you to go learn from somebody unless it's a person that will give you true survival information. Guys, please watch out for scammers. Watch out for negative people. Know that road rage is happening in unbelievable amounts. Don't flip the guy off, give him the wave and keep on driving. Things are getting really tricky out there. Watch out for your neighbors too. We're seeing lots of local rage. Please be safe, everyone. Much love to you and yours. Uh, make sure if you're looking for long-term food storage, check out nutrientsurvival.com forward slash FSS. Use the code FSS15 to get 15% off. Stay safe.